If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. Hi, this is Ed Dollister, and welcome to episode number 10 of the IndieCast, your weekly look at Indiana Jones news from around the world. It's another big week for indie fans, but before we begin, two indie birthdays this week. Celebrating his 65th birthday on January the 18th is Belloc himself, Paul Freeman, and on January the 22nd is someone who probably isn't getting a birthday card from George Lucas. It's John Hurt, who is probably playing Abner Ravenwood, and he's celebrating his 68th birthday. Happy birthday to both of them. And on a totally unrelated note, if anyone is down in Geelong for the Australia Day weekend on Sunday, January the 27th, come down to the tall ship The Enterprise as part of Scandia Week, which is Australia's largest sailing event, where you can see me. I'll be appearing as Captain Jack Sparrow from 1pm and I'd love to say hi. So now sit back, relax as we take a look at what's making news in the world of Indiana Jones. Dr. Jones, now you must understand that this is all strictly confidential. I understand. Every clue he followed, every discovery he made. These pages are taken from Professor Jones' diary, Your Highness. Archaeology is the search for fact, not truth. The big news this week is a new production still from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It features Indy with a flaming torch, Shia LaBeouf and Ray Winston entering an extremely cobweb-laden temple. It's great to open the newspaper and see a big colour photo of Indy staring back at you. Visit the official site for a closer look. In an Aussie tie-in, Australia.com has announced that Harrison Ford will be presenting Australian director Philip Noyce, who directed him in two Jack Ryan adventures, at Australia Week's Gala Ball on January the 19th in Los Angeles and will honour his and fellow Aussie Kylie Minogue's contributions to the entertainment industry. Sadly, my ticket to this signature event must have got lost in the mail. With the high-def format war all but over, it seems that Paramount may be prepping Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for a Blu-ray release later in the year. At the moment, Paramount has an exclusive deal with the somewhat shaky-looking HD DVD camp, but Paramount's deal does not cover Steven Spielberg films. Don't worry though, while we'll eventually get to see all the indie movies in high def, The Crystal Skull will still be released on standard definition DVD. In the meantime, we have yet another reason to start saving for that full high def big screen TV. While the Golden Globes were somewhat of a fizzer this year, two Indy 4 actors won awards. Kate Blanchett won Best Supporting Actress in the Bob Dylan biopic I'm Not There, and Jim Broadbent was honoured for his performance in Langford with a Best Actor in a Miniseries or TV Movie win. Now let's start the campaign of Harrison for Best Actor at the 2009 Oscars. The official Indiana Jones website has added some new wallpaper for your PC, featuring some of the recent released images from the upcoming adventure Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, as well as some animated buddy icons. Also, for those of you with widescreen monitors, I've adapted the poster wallpaper to fit a 14400 by 900 screen resolution at the IndieCast Flickr page at www.flickr.com forward slash photos forward slash IndieCast. Mario, or Zabaka on the Rebel Scum forums, has let me know that The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, Volume 3, The Years of Change, will be released in the US on April 29th. Not too sure about the Years of Change subtitle. Kind of sounds like an after-school special dealing with puberty. For details on the content, check out the show notes. 
IndyCast correspondent Mitchell has written a great in-depth article at theraider.net about the growth of Indy as a character and examines the various incarnations of Indy throughout the film and television series. It's a great read, so visit theraider.net or click on the show notes to find out more. Indiana Jones, Tote and Cairo Swordsman action figures, each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, new from Kenner. Oh, how long have I been looking for that? All your life? Dan over at the excellent CoolToyReview.com has found out about a new promotion that is going to be attached to Hasbro's Indiana Jones line of toys. The Ticket to Adventure promotion enables collectors to get a number of free toys when you send in a number of stickers. The three and three quarter line will offer a free crystal skeleton figure with throne with six stickers. The Adventure Heroes line will get you an Indiana Jones and horse with six stickers. And the one I'm most excited about, the 12 inch line will get you a 12 inch scale Ark of the Covenant with only four stickers. I hope that means we'll be seeing at least four 12 inch indie figs. And given the pics at Toy Fair, I think the indie look pretty darn good. Check out CoolToyReview.com for pics of the special offer. StarWarsShop.com has got the Indiana Jones action figure case Wave 1 available for pre-order for US $83.99 and comes with 12 figures. They also have the Indiana Jones Adventure Heroes, so if you want to avoid the daily toy run in the weeks leading up to May, check out the show notes to the link to order your case today. Pictures are up for two new Kotobukaya statues of Indiana Jones and Dr. Henry Jones Sr. Indy has his trusty bullwhip in one hand and the golden chachapoy and fertility idol in the other, while Henry is carrying his umbrella. Both an open and closed version is shown, in a pose reminiscent of the Charlemagne scene on the beach from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Visit CoolToyReview.com for all the pics. An IndyCast listener, Yuri, has sent in a great YouTube video that recreates the opening of Raiders of the Lost Ark using Lego and stop animation. It's done prior to the release of the Indy Lego, but it is very funny, especially the ending. I'll put a link in the show notes. Thanks, Yuri. I will take the book now. What, what book? book? You have the diary in your pocket. There are pages torn out of this. This book contained a map. Where are these missing pages? This map. We must have these pages back. You know you're an indie fan when you spend $20 on a $4.50 magazine, but that's what I did when I picked up the Air Freight version of Vanity Fair, of course, featuring Indiana Jones on the cover. It's a great read if you haven't picked it up yet, but in the meantime, I've put up a scan of the cover on the Flickr page for you at www.flickr.com forward slash photos forward slash IndieCast. And IndyCast correspondent Mitchell has let me know that Volume 2 of the Indiana Jones Omnibus, which contains the previously released comics Indiana Jones and the Golden Fleece 1-2, Indiana Jones and the Shrine of the Sea Devil, Indiana Jones and the Iron Phoenix 1-4, Indiana Jones and the Spear of Destiny 1-4, and Indiana Jones and the Sargasso Pirates 1-4, is going to be released on June 25. Visit DarkHorse.com for all the information. What did you do now, Indy? I think I turned it on. Indiana Jones, the video game. Hey! You cheat, Dr. Jones! You cheat! The official website for LEGO Indiana Jones has gone live and features some cool wallpapers, sticker sheets, posters, and a screensaver. Check it out at indianajones.lego.com. 
And with older video games, my in-laws gave me an old Atari 2600 for my video game collection, and amongst the games was a copy of the old Raiders of the Lost Ark video cartridge. Now, I have fond memories of playing this for about six months with a friend of mine. We couldn't finish it because we could never find the location of the Ark until we realised that the glitch, which what we thought was a glitch, when we walked past the Well of Souls was actually the map to where the Ark was. We just never bothered to stop where it was. To us, it looked like some sort of bug. Anyways, I've added some scans of the packaging at the IndieCast Flickr page. It's today's mail. It's been opened. Dr. Schneider, message from Berlin. We should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. We've got a lot of email this week, so let's get right into it. First up is an email from the legendary forecaster and all-round nice guy, Jimmy Mack. Jimmy writes, I was 12 years old in the summer of Raiders, 1981. The production of the film caught my attention because there was the Lucas and Harrison Ford connection. Being a Star Wars fan, this obviously appealed to me. Plus, from what I saw, it looked really cool. Prior to the actual release of the flick, I saw the first issue of the Marvel adaptation at a local drugstore. I threw down some of the cash I'd earned from mowing lawns that weekend and made my purchase. What I saw whetted my appetite even more. My dad took me to see Raiders at a theatre that has since been torn down. Same theatre I saw the original Star Wars for the first time and several more times afterwards. I saw Raiders a lot that summer. I remember going to see the Bond flick for your eyes only at the same theatre that summer. At some point during the Bond movie I went to the concession stand. I heard the distinct sounds of a gunfight in the adjacent theatre. I knew right away that I was hearing the battle in Marion's bar. I left the popcorn line and snuck into the theatre showing Raiders, and I stayed till the end of the movie, much to the dismay of the folks who had accompanied me to see the 007 movie. I really enjoyed collecting the Raiders tops trading cards. I was proud that I completed the set just from buying as many wax packs that I could. I still have that set by the way. I remember my big gift that Christmas was the Raiders Lost Ark video game for Atari. I knew then that the game pretty much sucked, but I kept playing it because I loved Raiders so much. After all these years, I still feel that way about the movies, and now it's something I love to share with my sons. They love it as well, and we cannot wait to revisit the theatres this summer to see Indy 4. We promise we'll save a spot in line for you, Ed. Thanks, Jimmy. Not sure if I can get out of work to fly to the States in May, but I'll definitely be covering it from this side of the planet. And I guess that old uh, Indiana Jones Raiders Lost Dark Atari game did kind of suck. Damn those titsy flies. They always got me. Chris from Little Rock wrote in and said, Just wanted to let you know I finally listened to the IndyCast starting with episode 8 and I was thankful it was short and really enjoyed the concise info and entertaining movie sound clips used throughout the program. I'm going to download the previous episodes to catch up and look forward to the future ones. Thanks, Chris. The show may be short, but it takes quite a long time to actually put together. I've got it down to around two days. I think I need to streamline it a little bit better. But thanks for your email and glad you enjoy the show. Rebecca wrote into the show and said, Hello, my name is Rebecca and I've been listening to the IndieCast for a while now and I've really been enjoying it. Keep up the awesome work. Well, I have a question for you. A friend of mine has been researching the new Indiana Jones movie, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and she told me that Sean Connery is not in it. I, being a huge Sean Connery fan, am very disappointed to hear that. Can you confirm that statement is correct? Thank you very much and keep those IndieCasts coming. First, thanks for the email, Rebecca. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Now it is sad, but it's true that Sean Connery won't be appearing in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or any film from now on as he is officially retired from the movie business. So we'll just have to watch Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade over and over for our Henry Jones senior fix. 
Last week I asked for your thoughts on Indy 4 and IndyCast listener Adam wrote in and said, in full disclosure, I'm a Lucas hater. I know what he does good and I know what he does bad. I entered the idea of Indy 4 with a bit of trepidation. I read the Vanity Fair article. Since dealing with fan backlash of the prequel trilogy, he's adopted Kevin Smith's MO of stealing derogatory thunder by bashing the film yourself. Lucas isn't a forthright and honest person. He tends to change his position often and then disavows any prior statements. What I don't like. The Last Crusade was advertised as the last adventure. I don't trust Lucas for continuing to go back to the well. Things that make me excited. He hired writers, Ford wasn't against it, until he liked the script. Well. Adam, I, I can understand you being annoyed about The Last Crusade supposedly being the last adventure, but hey, I, I much prefer them going back on their word if it means we get to see another Indiana Jones movie. I do disagree on your thoughts about George, though. It is, after all, his creation, so he can probably do whatever he likes in the end and probably is nervous about the fan reaction. But look, Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford aren't going to do anything that is too out of character for the movie, so I think we just got to focus on the positives, and this May we are in for an awesome adventure. Thomas Ecker wrote in with his take. Recently I've developed a theory about the anticipation of Indy 4. I believe that the indie fans who are kids or teenagers, including me, are more excited about Indy 4 than older fans because this is our first chance to see Indy in theatres. While older fans were being able to see the first three movies on the big screen, we've had to watch them on small TVs. I've been listening to the IndyCast since episode 1 and I hope it continues well after Indy 4 is released. Thanks, Thomas. I'm glad you like the show, and I plan on continuing as long as there is indie news to report. Well, let me tell you, I know quite a few older fans, me included, who are equally excited as the younger ones. Thanks for the email. And finally, Benjamin writes, This stuff about Lucas not looking forward to the release of his film is completely true, but also completely expected. We all know that he famously went to Hawaii with Spielberg when Star Wars opened in 1977, and that's where they got the idea for Indiana Jones in the first place. It's silly headlines and the media's desire to distort anything that will sell papers or generate more traffic to the websites that he naturally wants to get away from. You and I have both been on stage before. You know as well as I do, actors and directors both have their quirks. On a more personal note, I'm a struggling writer trying hard to work my way out of a 40-hour week sitting in a cubicle and toying around on a computer for 8 hours a day. Since I'm not a huge music buff, aside from John Williams of course, my sanity usually depends upon good podcasts. The IndieCast is by far my favourite and always gets me through the day feeling great. Because, believe it or not, I think I'm actually more excited about Indie 4 than I was Star Wars Episode 3, just don't tell the guys at the Forcecast. Thanks for helping me keep it together, Benjamin. Wow, thanks Benjamin. I'll try to be more entertaining for you because I know how dull it can be working in a cubicle all day. I agree that everyone has their quirks. I kind of think George is just a little nervous about these things. Mind you, he's a lot riding on this when it comes to the fans, so I can see why he may be like this. Maybe you could start writing about an indie adventure. I'm sure Rob McGregor and Max McCoy would love to have someone else telling their tales of an indie novel. And, and then who knows, we can interview you here on the Forcecast as an official Lucasfilm Indiana Jones author. Good luck and thanks for listening. If you have an indie tale, a new story or just want to say hi, send me an email at editcomicgenius.com or you can discuss any of the stories you heard today in the dedicated forums at rebelscum.com. Don't forget, you can also send in your indie-related photos to me, and I'll add them to the IndieCast Flickr page at www.flickr.com forward slash photos forward slash IndieCast.
Well, we've made it into double figures. Check out the show notes for further details on the stories we covered. Special thanks to Dustin, Dan, Jay, Jimmy Mac, Jason, Pete, and everyone at theforce.net. And of course, you for contributing to the show. This is Ed Dollister telling you to remember... If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or Paramount Pictures and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Indiana Jones site can be found at www.indianajones.com. Indiana Jones, all names and sounds, and any other Indiana Jones-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of TheForce.net LLC unless otherwise indicated.